How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Top of the List. Uh, my name's Ryan Barnett, or RB, and uh, here with, uh, with me is uh, my partner, uh, Dom Gonzalez. And uh, our subject this week, uh, we're going to be talking about the new film on Netflix, uh, Enola Holmes. Uh, and personally, you know, I thought this was a, a decent film. I enjoyed it. I don't know about you, Dom, but it was pretty good. Uh, you know, interesting concept. Uh, based off of a, the young adult novels that followed the younger sister of Sherlock Holmes uh, that were published in the early mid to early 2000s, somewhere in that range. And I thought they did a good job. Yeah, uh, I think one of the reasons we wanted to do this one is, honestly, I think I brought this one to your attention. Uh, yes. It was at the top of my list, a, a new Netflix original movie starring, you know, our one of our favorite characters, or at least one of my favorite characters from Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown plays Enola Holmes. She also plays Eleven in Stranger Things. So I was looking forward to see her getting into another Netflix franchise, uh, which it has now been confirmed. This is going to be a series of films. Um, there's going to be more than one, which, you know, from our reactions, you can probably tell we're glad that we're going to be seeing maybe a couple more films with Millie Bobby Brown in the starring role. Along with uh, another reason this one kind of caught my attention is uh, Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes. I just had to see how that outcome was going to go. And while I would have liked to see him more in this movie, I think he did a good job in this one. So I think we should give our scores and overall thoughts without spoilers. And then we'll just go hit the spoilers and let's talk story details. So as of right now, I am sitting at kind of wobbling back and forth. Uh, between a seven and a seven and a half. Um, I think I'm going to go with the seven and a half for this one because I think this was a better than good film, but not quite that great or that nine or above must see status. It's a really good Netflix film. I think that's the best way I could put it. A really, really good Netflix yeah, film. Yeah, you know, I, I think you, you said it really nicely. I, I'm going to give this one a seven and a half as well. It was definitely a good film, maybe a, a strike above good but not quite great. But that being said, there were definitely far more positives I had about this film than negatives. Uh, I think, you know, um, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, seven and a half out of 10. Uh, definitely worth giving a watch. Um, not a must-see by any means, but if you got time one afternoon or, or late night, you know, put it on. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think before we go into kind of our spoilers, um, I want to talk about something that I was kind of reading earlier today that this film is PG 13. Did you think it warrants that rating? Cause I, when I read that, I thought absolutely not. This is a family film. This is a PG film. What do you think? There, there were some scenes of, and I think I've, I mean, I've, I've read it, you know, growing up and going to the movies and seeing the rating. I think the term that would be used would probably be like peril for why it was PG-13. Like yeah. the scene, and I know this is a little bit of a spoiler, so I, I don't want to go too much into it, but like where he's the, the one of our antagonists is like trying to drown her. I mean, I, I can see it, a as a dark. child, that could be a little frightening or where, you know, I don't, I don't want to go too far in, but his character and his story arc, I thought was a little beyond just child or family movie-esque. And, same, you know, you had some political implications as well. I don't know and if the, that makes the, it PG-13, but it makes it a more cerebral film than I think, just a family film. 
Absolutely. And I think that's part of it is that the, the plot was a little more complex than in your normal family yeah. film. And I think that, like you said, there is more peril than you would normally see in a PG film, in a Pixar film, right? Yeah. Which is kind of your generic PG film is normally a Pixar or a DreamWorks. Um, but I, I would say that the star of this one is definitely Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. She does great. I, I, I didn't notice any flaws really in her performance from what I could tell. I think that the, the choices made in the editing and the directing of her character, her scenes was really great. Mochi, how dare you? How dare you interrupt top of the list? <laughs> Yeah, Mochi, Mochi uh, was not a fan of this film or many films. Slept through this one like she tends to do uh, <laughs> when watching films. But uh, no, I, uh, I definitely agree there. Um, How, how'd, you, how'd you feel about the other performances? We had, uh, I, yeah. I think it was Sam Claff, Claffin? Claff, Claflin, Claffin, yeah. Uh, Claffin from from the Hunger Games films. Hunger Correct. Games films. Correct. Yeah, no, I thought uh, all around a great ensemble performance here. Uh, you know, I'm not a big Millie Bobby Brown fan. I'm not. We've talked about this in our Netflix Originals episode. I didn't love Stranger Things like everyone did. Blasphemous, I know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I did not buy in. I did not like her performance as Eleven. I thought she was very flat. And I thought in this she was fantastic. She was witty. She was funny. She was serious when she needed to be. I really liked the role she gave uh, or the performance she gave. And uh, the role that she was given, I thought she played very well. The, you know, this someone who's the smartest person in the room. And I love when she breaks the fourth wall and, and directly that's, addresses the audience. Yeah, uh, that's I what I was, was thinking great. was the best part of this. Yeah. I thought I, I loved uh, the performance of Henry Cavill. Uh, I'm, uh, I really, really despise the Sherlock Holmes uh, film series with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, so they're, I, they're not that amazing at all, really. So I truly enjoyed his performance as Sherlock Holmes. And, you know, now hearing that this is most likely going to be a series of films, want to see more of his character because I liked the scenes where he and Millie Bobby Brown played off of each other, whether it was, uh, you know, that scene they were out by the tree where she was up in the tree or even, you know, at the, at the girls finishing school where he shows up. I thought there was some great chemistry between the two of them on screen. I really like Sam Claflin's performance as well. Uh, you know, he was a, a great red herring, you know, the whole time when we start understanding our villainous plot, I thought he was behind it, pulling the strings, but, you know, really played that, you know, at first we thought villainous character, but really just kind of the ignorant or the, the one who didn't inherit the Holmes family brains. I uh, think yeah, he's, I he's all just all more really of, good. he's more of like, he's, he's like an opposing point of view, not necessarily yeah. the antagonist right, or like the right, villain. Yes. But I would say, like, he's the opposing force for Millie Bobby Brown's, like, well, kind of like we, the, go ahead. Have we, uh, have we discussed, or have we said this is a spoilers portion yet? No, I, yet, because I have okay. a few more things, non-spoilers okay. still. Then so, I, I will hold off on my point on Sam, Sam Claflin and okay. his character. But last, I want to say just, yes. I thought the performance, and she's one of my favorite actresses. I was going to, that was my Burr, next was yeah. fantastic. Uh, I mean, a minimal role, but when she was on screen, you know, definitely a, a great, a great performance. And I thought a great casting job too. I thought the way they made Millie Bobby Brown look, she looked exactly like Helen Bonham Carter. And I thought the way they played together too was fantastic. 
Yeah, I mean, you take the words right out of my mouth, man. I was going to say another addition in this ensemble that was really great. I, I do want to say a short amount of screen time for Helen, Ellen Bottom Carter, but um, you know, she did great with, with the time she was given and the their the emotional pull is is you know her mom is missing she has to go find her mom that's not a spoiler that was said in the trailer and um i think that uh, her character kind of like the way she portrayed in the flashbacks that we got to saw it helped us with that emotional follow through of Absolutely. this is our character's motivation and it made sense that's the strongest part of this movie is the motivations of Millie Bobby Brown and everything she does it for the most part makes sense it's it's a logical motivation to go on this kind of adventure. Now, we've said that what we need to say on Helen the Bottom Carter, but there's one big character left that I did not know was a big part of this movie, which you could kind of say is kind of, kind of not the romantic interest. Uh, kind of the young, I guess, yeah. I forget his name in the... Yeah, uh, Tewksbury. Tewksbury, yeah. And what, what do you know his real... His... Lewis Partridge. Lewis Partridge. I and this was his good. first major role, yeah. Yeah, I thought um, he did good. Not anything great, not anything above or exceptional. Yeah. I think he did a suitable job. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought he was a caricature of, you know, what the film was trying to discuss. And once again, without going too far into spoilers, uh, I felt like he very much was given a role to play of, you know, he, he was a representation of changing times. Yes. And uh, I think he played that well. I wouldn't say he was above and beyond fantastic. Um, right. I felt like a lot of scenes he was just there and had some, you know, quippy yeah. lines, but he was all right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for a first, first, you know, sort of starring role. And he, he had quite a bit of screen time. I thought he was pretty, pretty passable in the role. And I would look yeah. forward to seeing him in other films if he does come back. I would definitely say though, the weak link uh, of this specific ensemble you know kind of the weakest part of this you know i mean all the other uh fingers on the hand if you will were very strong and it just seems like he was kind of the odd man out his first try but the chemistry between him and millie bobby brown yeah i, I was sold on that very very enjoyable i agree yes okay cool so you know seven and a half for both of us above good like i think not good but really good i think we could say really good but not great <laughs> if we're going to be using all these adjectives <laughs> but um you know seven and a half for both of us go and check out enola holmes guys it's a netflix original film that's at the top of the list for us right now next five-ish minutes let's talk about spoilers let's talk about we kind of talked about performances we talked about directing editing um a few character and performance choices Let's talk about the story and the plot. For me, the plot was the weakest part of this movie. Yes. I feel like we just said this in the Devil All the Time review, but I got a little bit lost in this one. I think they could have done a better job of lining up each beat better yes. to flow. Is, yes. Am I alone on this or what do you think? No, no, absolutely. I felt like that was the one thing that really hurt this film was to me a lot. It was very disjointed. We had multiple plots going on at once and they didn't all intertwine well i felt like the film was drawing to a close when you know we had millie bobby brown uh you know rescuing tewksbury and he gets his vote in in parliament and the film was drawing to a close and then we had 30 more minutes of film where we had to close off the portion of sherlock and my mycroft right that was the other yeah. brother yeah and millie bobby brown's character uh, enola and what was going to happen there 
And then we had to figure out what was going on with the mother. I mean, the whole beginning of this film was all about her finding her mother. And then it felt like halfway through the film, that entire plot was dropped and then just picked up right at the end. She was, you know, we had that great scene where she's standing outside of parliament and she's talking to Tewksbury and he talks about his vote. And then she's saying, you know, wrapping everything up and she looks in the newspaper and she goes, oh, my mother finally responded to one of my messages. Yeah. And, and I, I think, understand. yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I, I think you would have, you said everything that was exact, exactly what I thought about the plot of this one. Um, specifically, I think it's the political things that kind of, not, not necessarily that I didn't understand it. It was just that I didn't think it was that interesting or like it was that crucial. It didn't feel like it was really in the moment, like uh, all the best Sherlock Holmes stories feel very in the moment, like there's something that needs to be discovered. Like you're always on the edge of another discovery. To me, this felt like it was more of a, like you said, it's about the world changing instead of this really great mystery thriller, which is what I always want from a Sherlock Holmes movie. I have never gotten that, guys. The, like Ryan said before, the Robert Downey Jr. films do not satisfy me enough. I have not gotten the mystery thriller I've wanted from a Sherlock Holmes tale. Me being an English major, that hurts me pretty bad. But this one was good family comedy that was also had a little bit of a, a detective. Yeah. So I do, I do want to circle back to the political points. Is I do think, even though the plot is disjointed, that's our unifying feature. You know, we have the Tewksbury uh storyline which circles back to him getting his vote in parliament like his father who was also killed to vote for this reform we have mycroft who is constantly complaining about reform and how it doesn't need to be done which is why he's somewhat of a villain even though he's not our primary antagonist we've got the finishing school which is you know completely the opposite of change change training young women to keep their mouths shut and be proper wives and not have a say. We have Helen Bonham Carter, who is a suffragette, who, you know, and for those who, who know much about history, the suffragettes in England, they got their point across, but they made very much, you know, terrorist-like moves. You know, we see that scene where she sees the gunpowder. Uh, you know, they had to get their point across somehow, but, you know, that, that all goes into this as well. Uh, you know, and that's what sort of ties everything together loosely, I should say. You know, I was really hoping that Mycroft was sort of behind trying to kill Tewksbury, that he was, because we constantly hear him complaining about reform, that he's in on it. I was hoping that would be part of it. It wasn't. That would mm. have been, to me, a little bit better. A little bit more of a was, twist. Yeah. I thought there was a nice twist that it was the grandmother. That would uh, pay off The well. dowager, Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't see it coming at all because you have that nice scene between her and Millie Bobby Brown where she's exploring the grounds, trying to find uh, Tewksbury, you know, to find something uh, that he had left behind. And they have that nice scene and good chemistry there. I didn't see it being her at all, being evil. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know. So, so my, my kind of problem with the political thing isn't just that it's like, I, 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 now that you said that, this is what makes sense. It is kind of the unifying theme of the entire film. And it kind of ties together all the, the, the plot and the theme together. But my problem is, is that, like you said, there are some dark parts in this movie. But for me, for the most part, this feels like a family action comedy kind of deal. But like you, like, that's the other thing. It kind of feels disjointed for this reason as well, is that then they try to go dark in some areas, like yes. Millie Bobby Brown almost drowning or the guy unloading this double barrel shotgun on these two kids mm -hmm. you know 
Like that's kind of dark. So for me, it's like, I'm glad they're making more because I want them to fully commit, fully commit and make a family comedy with a little bit of action. Or they could push this one to the boundaries a little bit more. It's already got the PG 13 rating. It's already on Netflix. Let's go a little darker next time. Let's get her in, into more of a, you know, a more dangerous situation, a more near death state where she's always being, you know, always being on the edge of, you know, death or something, or like she gets poisoned at some point, or, you know, I want them to go a little bit darker in the next films. If they do uh, go that route, that would be satisfying for me. Now, one other major dislike I did have that has to do with uh, Henry Cavill's Sherlock is there's some really good things and some things that I didn't like. I was disappointed to find that he is just chasing Enola this entire film. I wanted to see him doing some actual detective work, which we get little glimmers of how great of a detective he is, just like him being able to figure out the, the uh, newspaper messages, like him being able to figure out the newspaper with the two boys jumping off. Like he immediately knew that that was probably, like, probably Enola. And then he was able to tra trace things back. But for me, for the most part, it felt like he's just kind of chasing Enola this whole movie. I don't know. What do you I, I mean, I, I think that's, that's to make a point that as smart as Sherlock Holmes is, this world-renowned, uh, you know, uh, detective, I think it's supposed to circle back that Enola is that much smarter. And the only reason that she doesn't get the recognition or doesn't even get a chance is because she's a woman in these trying times in yeah. England. And I think that's why it's super important. And I love the last line and the lasting message of the film that I, I think she says the future is ours or yeah. something, something along those lines as she's breaking the fourth wall. And I think that's addressing a, a younger female audience who's watching this film, which I love. I think it's an awesome message behind yeah. it because still even today, you know, I mean, we see it with, uh, you know, without getting too much on my soapbox here with poli uh, politics, you know, we don't see equal pay for women in the workplace. We don't see uh, equal treatment just despite how far we've come from, you know, 1800s uh, England. Uh, so I do like the message behind it. And I think it comes at a very poignant time. Uh, but I think that's why we have, you know, Sherlock Holmes is, is somewhat baffled by yeah. Enola, you know? He's and he's not the main character. Behind. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that too. Which is and, a good thing. Yeah, which is a good thing. But, you know, in the sequel, that's another kind of thing. I'm, I know I'm kind of getting into a predictions mode now. But one thing I want to see more is Enola and Sherlock putting their minds together to solve a mystery together. I think and that I mean, would be I, so entertaining. I, I'm assuming we're probably going to see that yeah. as we saw at the end when we, see, uh, when we see Mycroft and Sherlock meeting that Sherlock is taking custody of uh, Nola or she's taking her on as his ward. Exactly. So I think that should be interesting. I mean, personally, I don't know. I know there were five books in this series just on doing some brief research before. I okay. don't know how, how involved he was. This was the first book in the series. Uh, so I don't uh -oh. know how involved Sherlock Holmes was in the other uh, books uh, that the Enola Holmes series. So maybe we will see more of him. Maybe we will not. And she's going to go off on her own because she does say when she's talking about herself, you know, she says, I'm a detective at the very end. So maybe she's going to go off and be on her own and, you know, be a strong, independent woman, which I'm all for for the character development. Great, great. Um, so with that said, I feel like we've kind of given our thoughts on Enola Holmes' new Netflix original movie. If you guys want to check out more of our content, we recently posted a few videos. We did a trailer reaction on WandaVision. We did a trailer reaction on Mandalorian. Those are YouTube only. And then for YouTube 
and uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We also uh, did a couple reviews lately, Ryan, uh, namely the one people have been waiting for for a long time because I was off in the hospital, Cobra Kai Season 2. We finally get it. Uh, we finally got it. Did it. Did it. It's done. It's on our channel. It's on our podcast. Go ahead and check that out. I think we had a lot of fun doing that one. And then our other review we mentioned earlier, we did another Netflix original that was at the top of our want to watch list, kind of like top of the list, like our show is uh, The Devil All the Time starring Tom Hall and Robert Pattinson, uh, Sebastian Stan. Huge cast. Go and check that review out. Uh, we have a clear spoiler uh, message in there so you guys will know when uh, we're going to be talking spoilers. Just, you know, turn off the video at that point and go watch. But uh, go ahead and check that review out as well. Uh, we we kind of both gave that one a recommend, but there's a few caveats that you're going to want to uh, check out in that video. So that's kind of what we have going on, Ryan. Um, as far as future videos, we're kind of workshopping <laughs> what we want to do next. But uh, we'll let we'll let you know what we we're going to do next, unless you have anything to announce right now, Ryan. Yeah, you know, um, of course, I'm wearing the Dodgers uniform today. Today, the uh, the last uh, last day of the Major League Baseball regular season. Uh, we did a Major League Baseball preview right when the season was getting started. So I was thinking maybe we could do a, a MLB playoffs preview. Uh, yeah, you know, going back to our sports route, our sports. Uh, sort of caveat sidebars that we sometimes do. Of course, that's going to be on the top of my list for the next uh, couple of months, the MLB playoffs and yeah. keeping up to date with that. So maybe that, um, you know, of course, Netflix and Netflix continuing as well as Hulu and uh, Amazon prime video and Disney plus rolling out awesome original content. So we'll have plenty to talk about in the coming weeks. And like, like Dom said, we'll keep you updated. Yeah. So Stay tuned to find out what's next on top of the list, and we'll see you in the next episode, guys. Have a great week. Have a great week.